This is your daily shot of inspiration, and I'm Joe Longo, your guide to intuitive thinking, manifestation mastery, and oracle card insight. My mission is to ignite the spark within you, driving you toward your ultimate reality. Each day I'm going to be here offering you a dose of inspiration, a thought-provoking question, or a nugget of wisdom to steer your day towards success. Welcome to your daily shot of inspiration. What's good, everybody? I'm Joe. This is the Daily Shot of Inspiration. Today on the podcast, I'm talking with an old friend from my hometown, Tom Morris. Tom is one of the most inspiring people that I know, and we talk about all of the things. Tom is the Director of High Performance at Penn State University. Tom has over 25 years of experience working with athletes, including national champions, professionals, Olympians, and guess what? you're very lucky because he's on a mission to start unlocking the potential through his Changemaker course. And you don't have to be an athlete to get into the Changemaker course. The Changemaker course is all about making change within your life and how you can embrace and build mental toughness and courage to move throughout any change that is happening within your life. This is a really inspiring conversation. We definitely dive into all of the things from the science and the woo-woo of creating and manifesting your best reality. Friends, follow Tom. His link is in the show notes. You can follow him on Instagram at Morris Strength. The link to sign up to be in the Changemaker program is also in the show notes. It's on Tom's Instagram page. Give him a follow, kick back, and enjoy today's conversation all about the woo of the mind and creating your best reality we're diving deep into the subconscious thanks for being here everybody tom thank you for being here i really appreciate really appreciate you and everything you're doing um and i love the way the universe works like a while ago i sent you a message and then you reached out and then as soon as you reached out like man we, let, let's like let's talk about the things because like no there's so so much and so i don't even want to say different we're all playing in the same world it's just different avenues of the the beautiful the beautiful mind um if you can really quick can you give everyone just a really quick where you at what you do and uh really like really short sweet quick overview of Tom. Yeah, absolutely. It is awesome to be here. I love it again. It's crazy how things work out, uh, but it is true. We're just one big bundles of energy, all kind of bing bong and all over the place. And so this is incredible to be with you today and uh, you know, share some things. So uh, as as you were saying, you know, my name is Tom Morrison. Uh, I you know, grew up in Hazleton, uh, right You know, kind of next to Joe growing up there. Uh, so we've known each other for quite some time, but currently right now I'm, I'm at Penn State University. Went to school here. My wife and I moved away for 20 years. Now we're back. And I'm here as a, a senior assistant athletic director. I'm in charge of high performance uh, for all of athletics here at Penn State. I love that. I'm in charge of high performance. Um, I can sit in that forever. What exactly does that mean? Yeah, high performance is a big name. You know, that's the tip of the pyramid. And what what it is, and it, a lot of definitions, the way we define it is it's basically the overarching umbrella term that is going to 
encompass all of the different silos gets a bad name, but all the different sectors of an athlete's life. So think about the idea of nutrition and strength conditioning and sports psych and, and sports med, everything that surrounds the athlete, the athlete's the pivotal point, everything that surrounds them, all of that collaboration and coordination and sharing of ideas and information, sports science, all of that stuff is all uh, given or all kind of twirling around that athlete. And that's what high performance is. So my job is to kind of say, hey, make sure that everyone is not only talking, but we're utilizing all of that information so that the athlete get 100% every, every, every tool that uh, is, is that we have at our disposal, making sure that they get 100% the effect of that for the thriving of performance. When an athlete, will say, comes in, right? Can you, from working in this like space, can you can you start noticing like, oh, like this guy has it, this girl, this person has it, but there's just this little bit. But you see that like spark of magic that's that's yeah. I think. And and on, honestly, at this level, there's a spark in, in in some. There's not been an athlete that I have not met that you're just like, whoa that there's something going on really good there. Uh, but, but, but the real special athletes are the ones that check the box of so many sports. You're just amazed at their fitness and their strength, but then their mental capability, how they could focus and be deliberate on practice. And then have that coachable factor. It's, it's every athlete we deal with has a huge spark. Uh, it's just the ones that spark up in all of those different areas that you really sit back and are in awe with. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like we're going to jump all, all over the place because we've known each other. Um, I'm curious after being away from Penn state, what, what, what brought you back? What, what created this to happen? You know, it's funny. We, we moved away 20 years ago and, uh, to Indiana where who the hell wants to live in Indiana? You know, it's just like <laughs> my wife and I were just like, no, we're not going. And then we went. And then, uh, you know, I'll be darned if that didn't turn into quite the home, you know, 20 years of living in this incredible place of Bloomington, Indiana. And so getting the call to come back here wasn't just a no-brainer. But what I would say is this, is that Penn State has leadership right now that I cannot I cannot tell you how incredible it is. Uh, Pat Kraft is the, uh, is the AD here, a longtime friend. He and I worked together at, at Indiana. And so we almost worked together a few more times, but when he got the call to be the AD at Penn State and this place that's near dear to my heart, uh, I mean, I we had to do it. We had to give it a shot. But I'll tell you the biggest thing, though, Joe, all of that, all of that, it's just the fact of this. And it's 40 plus years old, and uh, and I just think to live a full, full life, to live a full life, mm-hmm. here, this scared me the most. And so I said... Let's do it. Let's just jump in because, quite frankly, we had it so easy in Indiana from the house to support to our entire uh, ecosystem that was going on. This was the thing that put pits in both my wife and I's stomach. And we said, we got to dive in. Mm-hmm. Here we are. So I want to touch on on that fear of diving in, but also the the letting go and the saying goodbye after 20 years. Cause yeah. that is, especially in this kind of work, like you, you know, like you are in it. 
So to say, thank you, I'm going down the street. 10,000 times tougher than I thought it was going to be. I mean, we, we, you know, you prepare yourself when you, when you eventually say yes, you know, you build up and you, you kind of put this idea in your head of what it's going to be like to say, to say bye, to, to walk out of your house, to say bye to the people, to say, you know, walk out of your house for the last time, to drive up the road that we drove so many times that have that in the rear view mirror. You know, you, you go through that over and over and over again. But when, man, when the rubber hit the road and it was time to go, I got to tell you, man, the tears, the tears, they fell because boy, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. And I can say this, that it wasn't, and it wasn't even, it wasn't, the, it wasn't Bloomington. It wasn't the house. What any of that stuff. It was literally those relationships you build up over so many times, so much time. And, uh, you know, leaving, it was bittersweet because it was exciting to go forward. But boy, that, you know, tugging at the heartstrings there. The good thing is, and maybe we'll even touch about it on it later on, is uh, even though that was such a hard, hard world to leave, uh, that's still a world I stay in great contact with. And it's a world that will always be part of me. I did It, it hasn't just gone away. It's, it's still better. Uh, it's just not there daily. And uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. That's right. It's, I, I, I really enjoy how you said, you know, that drive, right? And then, you know, like seeing the house, right? That, that thing, and then it's different, but yet so familiar, right? Where you now are as well. So how has that been, right? So scary, but then also like it's a, a coming home as yeah. well. Yeah, and that's that's what we, we came back here for another big reason, you know, being closer to family. There's something about childhood friends. You know, you don't, you, you, you could be vulnerable around them. You could be, you could be, you don't have to have any guard up. I, we go back to our hometown in Eagleton and on occasion, we're going to do a beer or a cake stand and not worry about, there's no judgment. <laughs> it, it's just, it's just something about that. And, and then the other big, big side is 20 years of being away. We, we basically saw my, uh, both Christetta, my wife and I, our families, two maybe three times a year at most that was a big year and so mm-hmm. in this short amount of time here uh we have already seen our family three to five times more than we did um in the past 10 years so so yeah bittersweet is is an under because this is familiar it's around family it's around friends now the, the big side of the family and friends is it's way better than i thought it was going to be i knew it was going to be good but uh-huh. being able to go to a football game with my brother being able to to hang out with my mom, having having Christmas family up here all the time, God, it's it's it really really has filled my heart, and and I just I truly love it. Uh-huh. That's so beautiful. I'm so I'm so happy for you, and and seeing everything and um your inspiration, right? Like just you, um, is so inspiring. And when you reached out and said that you. Know, we should chat and you're developing, you have this program. And I instantly was like, oh, this sounds so in line with what I'm doing with people and really just thought it would be so awesome, right? To obviously reconnect and then dive deep and like look in the space of this, this idea of also that I've been sitting with, we, we come from a really small town and I like to think really great things. And there are a lot of people from this little small town that are doing really great things. And sometimes we forget 
about it. And then when we can reconnect and be like, wow, wow. Did, and I've been saying this to my brother uh, a lot, asking the, the, this question about thinking about some of the youth of today and saying, did we really learn this much drinking in the woods? Like, did we learn so much about life drinking in the woods? And is that what the world is missing? Is ever, does everybody need to roll the barrel out to get drunk and hide from yeah. the cops, and, you know, like do all yeah. that stuff? You know, it's so funny you're saying that. I think of that stuff so much. I think of like uh, parenting. Now, I, the, the fact that like my mom and dad led us, it's not that we went and drank in the woods and we rolled the barrel, like, most of the time, well, my mom doesn't get in trouble for this, but she knew, like she knew that we were going to do it. It wasn't even like we're, but it was almost like we were allowed to live and we were allowed to make mistakes and we weren't allowed, if we fell, we got dirty and we got bumped and bruised and we didn't have someone going to fight our battles or anything. We just, we figured out how to, how, how to live it. And, and as I said, as I, I look back so much now and, and our upbringing, that little coal mining towns that. The, the life that we got to grow up in, man, you, people look from the outside and think, oh, Jesus, how did they, how did they even survive? But, mm-hmm. but God, it was, I mean, I, I would not replace that for anything in the world. It, it literally, I think, taught us to live and adapt and, and, and to be in different situations where, um, yeah, if you want something, you're not only going to have to go for it, you're going to have to go for it and you're going to have to keep going for it and you're going to have to keep going for it and you're just going to have keep fighting and uh yeah man our hometown i think it, it taught so many people around there and that's why i think so many people are doing such exceptional things mm-hmm. yeah it definitely and i'm still learning right or realizing the lessons that i learned on the football field 30 years ago right and silly things that you know that interactions uh you know that may have happened with my parents that are now coming back as i see myself acting right and i see myself grown up acting like that i'm like oh my god that was my mom it was like my mom just jumped right into my body and i had no work right she was just moving through me yeah and it's really interesting because i've recently you know moved back as as well um from philly after 20 years so i'm in albrightsville i'm in the poconos which is beautiful so i'm surrounded by trees in the middle of the woods and close to home and seeing everybody, it's beautiful, but it really has brought back that like, you look out the windows and there's trees. And it's like, I like so much was learned and I wish I appreciated it. Then, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like when I was leaving Philly, everybody's like, why are you leaving? I'm like, I need the woods. Like I need nature. Like I just need it. I can't explain it. I just need it. And being here it's like yeah like there is something about this place and what if i actually appreciated it back then <laughs> right yeah. there was like and i'm sure all of us were so quick like we're done with school like we're out I'm out i'm going to college i'm moving yeah so it's it's that reality though it's that reality that i live my life so powerful right now like the fact is we're, we're relatively the same age, mid, mid, you know, we're halfway through this deal. We're, we're halfway through the summers, hopefully, right? Hopefully we get the, the well, not a summers on the back end. But it's that reality that we are so fortunate to have that it's like, oh, we, we went through that childhood. We miss the trees and the mountains and what that feels like. 
So now I look at it, because this is so funny you're saying it, because I, I went from Flatlands, Indiana, to living in the middle of the mountains, like literally our uh, it's mountains everywhere and trees. And I agree, there's just this energy and this uh, contagiousness about what that energy is all about. Uh, but but what it done, I, I agree, is that I looked at it before, I said, oh, I just it was just backdrop. But now the appreciation for it and the the presentness that I get to feel, uh, it's it's I'm hoping that I spend so much time in these moments now so that in you know 10 20 years from now i look back on it and have the appreciation so i i just think it's it's such a imagine running my entire life and having this whole deal but not having uh, a day a day in the future to be able to actually feel what it feels like to uh sit back and soak it all in so it's pretty cool yeah so let's talk about your program oh the change maker course the change maker. And when you were describing it earlier, you said, you know, when hard things happen, when difficult things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, tell us a little bit about the, the, the program and then I'll, I'll see if how my, I'm allowing my question to form properly. So tell us a little bit about the change maker. Yeah. So change maker course is designed. It's a, it's a complete online course one module every single week, about an hour, hour and a half. And, and we need up. And the idea of the January course is about bulletproofing the mind to be able to be adaptable, be able to live in the present moment. And no matter what happens, no matter how high the stress is, no matter what it is, you can continue to keep moving forward. And that's the idea is that life isn't about So after my, my, my own journey, which maybe we'll touch on here a little bit, you know, lights hit hard, real hard, derailed me. And uh, and then all of a sudden, everybody kept saying, you know, oh, man, you're so resilient. You're you're resilient. You're, you're able to bounce back. But the, but the truth is, like, I never felt like I bounced back to anything. My belief is that the line, the, the, the timeline that you're on, that I got bumped on because of that tragic day. Mm-hmm. It's never to come back. Like it's gone. That that timeline doesn't exist to me anymore. Um, I'm a different person. Everything about it is gone. So there's no bouncing back to anything. It's just it's just simply a shift and a change in my momentum going forward. Because I don't think life ever stops. We just continue to keep moving. Energy keeps moving. Time keeps moving. So all we do is become adaptable to change and be able to make the most out of it. So this course. Is designed to give you the tools, the skills to be able to have that mindset perspective that, you know what, this is this is hard, this is really stressful, this is tough, but how do I get how do I get through this? And what are the tools that I'm doing right now up front before the hard challenging times hit uh, that I could go and make sure that I keep moving forward with it? That's awesome. A cat just joined us. We recently got a cat. In, in our house. So this this is King the Cat now sitting on my lap. I love it. <laughs> Making me feel like an extra old man. I just need like my robe and a pipe, I think. I was, I was gonna say the pipe would be perfect right now. <laughs> right. So uh for everyone that, that's listening, Tom was in a, a a mountain biking accident that changed puts I love how you said it puts you on a different puts you on a different timeline. And with that, right? Because this is what I was thinking about earlier. 
that's really hard because that's a whole brand new life, right? Whole everything brand new. And in that, was there something or someone, right, that helped you that like got you to keep going instead of throwing in the towel? Because very easily could have been like done. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, like I'm, I'm like I'm checking out, or you know, take your pass. And now, like it's like you jumped on the highest timeline. Well, the timeline's rolling pretty high, and I I'm loving it. But uh, you know, it it is that's a, it's a great question. And so you know that that mountain bike accident uh, changes my life. I, I go from being the active. I, I demonstrated me. I articulated me uh, in a way of. Uh, movement and, and and demonstrating it through biking and running and and that's who I was and now I sit here in a wheelchair uh, in front of you so yeah completely changed everything and that change was so heavy and 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 a major part of the course is understanding that you need to have the team of people around you so it's, it's like is there a who there is one particular who that really had a lot of weight to it but it's the entire team of people that are around you know that one person is without a doubt my wife, Krista. I mean, we've been together now. Heck, Joe, how long did ever? We've been married forever, right? It's, I mean, well, I, Krista and I have been together for, uh, we've been married for 15 years, but over 20 some years, we, we, we've been together and grew up to, together. So she's been my rock. She's been that, the, the chair of me, uh, of my entire team. And, and she's, she's the one that kind of held everything together, but it was that team of people from the community of people to all of you that, man, there's just so much energy. I mean, there's just so much energy and support that even in the hardest of times, you realize when it's not just about you, it's about the fact that all these people are outpouring energy and outpouring um, this 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 love. And you got to do something. Like, you can't just throw in the towel. You've got to be part of this. And you've got to ride this wave. And I would say, you literally, the mindset is huge. We'll talk about that a little bit, but the, the immediate stuff was the energy of that community, the the love from my wife sitting to my right uh, after, I mean, I still remember waking up and she's the first one I saw and just seeing her knowing, man, I can't throw in the towel. Like if I throw in the towel for me, I'm throwing in the towel for her and you know everybody else that's there to support. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a total team, team effort. I um, was thinking about that earlier today and keeping the mindset and how important it is to have the people around us and how important the people around us are right and it's great like you said right that you can go and connect with your old old school friends and it's awesome and sometimes there's some old school friends that keep us down right and it's again it's that mindfulness of being like okay how do i navigate this situation and um, I don't know if you're familiar with the band um, Nako and Medicine for the People. Um, really good. Um, he he put out a new album this year, and one of the songs is called Dichotomy. And in it, he says, pardon my language, everyone, fuck you, I can love you from a distance. Mm. Right? Dichotomy. Like, I can still love you, but we don't have to be so close. I'll love the shit out of you. But I might also, right, it might be time. And it's finding that balance of, like, who are the people that are uplifted? And who are the people, right, that are bringing me, bringing me down? And, yeah, and I mean, that's that's such an important 
God, it's such an important deal because you know it's it's always you know self awareness is such an important part for our own uh, livelihood. And then when we start taking an inventory on the people that are closest to us, because we just know scientifically, this isn't just you know our opinions. It's scientifically shown how much humans influence one another. And so taking inventory on that, I'll tell you the big challenge though is like childhood friends. Yeah, I could love you from afar. But what happens when it's a what happens when it's a mom or a dad or a brother or a sibling that is and so you know it's it's such an interesting world that we live in because I one thousand percent is like sometimes the greatest love is loving people from afar because you want them in your life, but you know for you to be the best version of yourself, you gotta you gotta stay you gotta have that distance because if you don't have your distance, Man, energy, energy's energy, and energy sometimes will suck you down as much as it'll pick you up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it is a, it is a, I'm going to check out that song, but it's such an important point, point to, to realize. Yeah. It's really interesting. There's a, uh, a Snoop TikTok that I've been seeing. And the others are one where he's like, I want to thank myself for myself doing all the things. And there's another one, and he's like, sometimes you just got to say goodbye to people. And he was like, sometimes it might be your mama. You know, and it's like having that self awareness too would be like, man, I'm really doing this. And knowing that we're allowed, because I find that with people who write that I work with, that some of us have an issue allowing ourselves to be in the space to succeed. But again, it's always comes you're, 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 you know, a lot of times it's just that fear of stepping out of the norm, the fe- stepping out of the comfort of what you, grown up in or the people that you've put yourself around and when you start doing something different i mean heck you could be in a bad 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 group and start doing good you're gonna feel really bad about stepping out and doing good like it's it's anytime there's a difference and you step out of that that all of a sudden you sit there going man my my tribe is no longer here i'm not part of this and now i'm running solo and that is man that's a scary place to be but that's the place that people will, you know, that's where you got to step out of. And, you know, and I said, you know, we have an incredible hometown, incredible people, a lot of people doing good things, but that there's still a group of guys and gals that, um, or for this isn't, it, there's still a, the, they're, they're still doing, um, the same circle of, of, of daily, of daily things, which there's nothing wrong with at all. But if you want to do something different, if you want to do something uh, right or wrong or, or, or better. I'm not that it's better or worse, but if you want to do something different, man, you got to step out of the tribe. You got to step out of that and go into your own world. And a lot of times that's solo for at least the time being. So mm-hmm. there was, um, I'm sure you're familiar with Alex Harmozy. Yes. Right. So yeah. he, uh, I heard him talking about, he called it leveling up mode. Level up. I love that. And right. As we do this work, it happens. And I even tell some of my clients, you know, there are going to be days that you wake up and it feels like you're at your fifth grade birthday party, your, f- your fifth birthday party, and nobody came. You're there by yourself. And, but, and we got to be okay with it, right? Because that new level support is going to start coming in. Yeah. But there is going to be that space where you're like, I'm really... I'm doing a lot of work. Why isn't anybody bringing me some pasta or something? <laughs> yeah. But come on, man. There has to be someone out here. I have, I have a, a person that I work with now that helps me out with a lot of stuff. And, 
And he always said, and he, he said, your, whatever your message is, it, doesn't, it does not matter what your message is. Uh, but the authentic message is one of the most powerful message anybody could, could tell. And he, mm-hmm. and he said, he's like, you just got to find your audience. The, the problem is, is that people decide to put a message into an audience because they want to be part of that audience. And it doesn't come off authentic and it falls flat. And so mm-hmm. you speak from the heart, you speak authentically, and you do allow that audience to create around you. The power of that is that's how you scale. Like that's how you really impact people on the largest scale. So I always try to keep that uh, in, in my head of uh, speak what I believe, you know, and do it from a place of compassion and kindness and, and wanting to make others better. But it's going to be authentic to me. And and then it seems like the tribe or the, 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 the new group, um, the audience kind of finds you. Yes, exactly. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I had this uh, a young TikToker on Stone Fredericks. And I think it was 19, maybe 20. And he was just talking about how like he literally created his career on TikTok and was making money. You know, and had this deal with his parents. Um, uh, you know, if he could make enough money online, he didn't have to go to college because they just wanted him to be secure. And he was like, if your security is money, then if I make the money, I don't have to go to college. I said, yeah, I'll that. Right. And that's what he did. You know, totally what he did. It was killing it. And I was like, okay, one piece of advice for the kid, the me, whoever that wants to start making content. He said, make content for you, not for anybody else. Right. And when we can be authentic and just do it for us. Right. And it made so much sense because people are like, oh, well, the algorithm wants this algorithm wants that. But you can just show up and it's like, this is me. And I literally earlier this morning, I was telling this to to one of my clients last year on December 8th, two days, two two days away, uh, a year anniversary of a journaling session that I did. And in that journaling on December 8th of last year, I said, growth, I want growth. And I was sitting at like 7,000 Instagram followers for for like years, years. And I wrote, I want 10,000 Instagram followers and I'm a conscious content creator. And this is what I do. And I make these videos and I have this podcast. And I swear it was the first time in my life that I actually said, this is what I do. And this is what I want. No lie, Tom, within days, within days, I started seeing this growth on the podcast, on my Instagram, making one video a day, holding my one Oracle card a day, saying whatever came out. And before I knew it, I remember I woke up to one day and I said to my girlfriend, Tina, I was like, I don't know what is happening, but I have a thousand new followers. Joe Longo is blowing up. I mean, and it I just remember, I remember seeing your stuff and going. I was like, what is happening? Right. But like that night on December 8th, sitting at the coffee table, right? They're like, talk this. This is what I do. And I started as I would walk my dog and be like, that's I'm a conscious content creator. I create content. And I started like putting time on my schedule. Uh I record my videos on Tuesdays and Thursdays and treating it like a job everything everything just tapped into that word growth 
And now I'm like, I say, I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Life is good. That moment of really like embodying it and believing it. Yeah. You know, it, it was funny because there's two things that popped into my head because we were talking a lot about the subconscious mind uh, before we jumped on here. And uh, the, you know, this is new for me, the subconscious mind, you know, this, this idea of uh, talking to you, giving yourself even affirmations. I, I read this thing where it's like, give yourself two affirmations before you fall asleep and let yourself sleep on that and then wake up and do the exact same thing. Um, and, and the amount of uh, where that subconscious mind and, and belief sits, it just, it's almost like it's this little fire that's in you that all of a sudden will just start growing and growing. And uh, and, and I think I'm still, I gotta be honest with you, I'm still it, still pretty premature in my, in my quest to find more about the subconscious mind. Uh, but I just think there's just such a powerful idea of like when you start telling you the word that you use yourself, how powerful they are that, that in creating in creating reality. I mean, there's just so many things that are surrounded uh, around that. Now, the other part is, is that I, I wouldn't want to dismiss because it sounds, and I, I love, um, I love this idea. I love the book, The Compound Effect. Have you ever? Yes. Yeah, it's the compound effect. Like, yeah, you can't disregard the fact, like, yeah, that one day you may have done all that, but I also saw the consistency practice that you had over and over and over. And like, I mean, now this is the reality, like 6,000 followers or 7,000 is still a hefty amount of followers, but sure many people would have just been like, I'm done with this. I'm going to go try something else. They would have abandoned ship and, and you just kept frigging drilling in, had a message and had, had, uh, had just this passion to, 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 to really be committed to, to, to your cause. And, and you could just tell like all of a sudden it's like compound effect says everything rides, 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 you keep doing it. And then you, you either go this way, you either go up or you go down. And so, yeah, pretty incredible stuff. Thanks. The interesting thing, right. About our, our subconscious mind, and maybe you've, you've, tapped into this and started learning about it, uh, the reticular activating system. Are you familiar with the reticular activating system? No, but I got my pen out and I'm ready to oh, know it's gone. This is literally, it changed my life. So the reticular activating system, uh, the RAS system is our filter. It's the filtration system. It's why if you're at a party and somebody says, Hey Tom, you will instantly be like, Oh, I think somebody said my name, right? It's your brain's filter. It's why when you bought your car, when you drove that car off the car lot, it was everywhere, right? Like, there it is, there it is, there it is. It's also why if Krista says, Tom, will you get a rubber band out of the junk drawer? And you walk over to the, ju go over to the junk drawer and you're like, there's no rubber band here. And you continue, there's no rubber band, there's no rubber band. And she walks over and she's like, it's right here. It's right here, right? The filter shuts it down. So I usually, in, in my office, when I have my sessions, I have a pink flamingo because pink flamingos are everywhere and our brain stops seeing them because they're everywhere and they mean nothing. So usually I tell my clients and I'll show them the pink flamingo and I have a little stuffed pink flamingo. And so I've been posting these pink flamingos because I have this pink flamingo thing. And notice I could just keep saying pink flamingo. So I keep putting pink flamingo into your reticular activating system. And I apologize, but you're going to see all of the pink flamingos. And I can say, Tom, I'm going to teach you how to manifest pink flamingos. But all I'm doing is actually activating your brain 
to now see the pink flamingos. They're already there. They just mean nothing to us, so we stop seeing it. And so I've been sitting with all of this, right, and thinking like, okay, all right. And then this hit me one day, walking Stella, this Christmas song, perfect time for the podcast. He sees you when you sh- when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so good for goodness sake. Santa Claus is your goddamn subconscious, and it brings everything to life. That's the reticular activating system. So the more we focus, right, it's always listening. So every time we say, and I used to do this a lot, I can't. You might say, Joe, we're going to go visit Fuzzy. I'm like, I can't, can't afford it. We're going to go to the beach. Can't, can't afford it. And I program myself to believe that I can't afford it. So then after you invite me to go wherever and I say, I can't, I come home, the gas bill is here. Of course the gas bill is here, right? The gas bill has got to be here. I'm just noticing it because I'm stuck in. I can't, I can't, I can't. So all I can see are the reasons why I can't. My brain won't even let me see why I can't. Man, I'll tell you what. I don't even know where to start with that. That's it's 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 unbelievable. I use that example of the the car all the time. I mean, and and I've never been able to. I didn't know the actual science. Well, we'll call it science because it, it's it's just neurology and um, the idea of so, so. You know, it's so funny that that that's that's the mindset that that's actually the same exact play on the mindset of what this change maker course is all about too. Is that mm. the world is the world is the world that's all in front of us. But when we choose to start seeing it when you were and when we're intentional about seeing the pink flamingos, when we're intentional about seeing the white, uh, you know, our, our white Honda Civic, one of my first cars I ever had, like mm-hmm. when we're intentional about focusing on that, that's the world that's going to appear in front of us. And then vice versa on there, because the the, 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 the negative part of it is, is that we have the, this phone is way louder than what we could speak to, uh, to, 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 to ourselves sometimes. And that negative bias kind of makes the, uh, maybe it's a red flamingo, uh, stand out way more than that pink flamingo. It's, uh, it's, it's incredible to think sometimes that this isn't like hokey or this isn't like, this is just reality. This is what high achievers, this is what high performers, this is mm-hmm. what in the world of athletics, we're always trying to do. Um, as far as mindfulness, a wrestler steps on the mat and they, they're walking through, they're visualizing everything that's happening, every move, every shot, every, they just visualize it because they see it. They don't see themselves get hit. They see the positive parts of where they want to be. And that's the biggest, that's one of the biggest parts of just uh, athletics. That's one of the biggest parts of being that high, high performer. So yeah, great stuff, Joe, man. I, I absolutely Love that. And I'm going to be, uh, I know what I'm going to be doing later on is deep diving more into uh, that. <laughs> yeah. When I heard about that and then dove into it, I was like, oh, wow. Because naturally, right, for all of us, we just become warriors. Yeah. Right. Well, well that's going to go wrong and that's going to go wrong to that. Right. And we instantly fall into that space. Right. It's like if you have a toothache, you cannot stop thinking about the toothache. Yeah. Right. It's always there, no matter what, even when we try. And it's the same with our shitty thoughts. 
the shitty thoughts will stay there like a, a, a toothache, just kind of throbbing, right? Like, you suck. You suck. You can't do it. You loser. Hey, loser. Yeah. Yeah. Right? All of it. And then we just shut ourselves. I think it's the author that of the book that, that you mentioned was on the Mel Robbins podcast. I'm pretty sure it's the, the same guy. I don't remember his name. And uh, he said, he was like, people come to me and say, you're my seventh therapist. This isn't going to work. Like, you're right. It's not. You, you already got it. And he's like, and people come and be like, you know, I've had seven relationships and they're all the same. And he was like, okay, tell me about them. And I bet you it's the same story. Mm -hmm. Right? Like you're just, because again, our brain is going to create it because yeah. it's what it's the program and it, it could be woo woo. Right. But it's just, okay, then do it. Right. Try, you know, it's like, I love doing this with people who say they hate their boss. Start saying you love your boss, right? Every night before you go to bed, I love my boss. My boss is awesome and supportive. When you wake up in the morning, like, and really like me, like, I love my boss. My boss is awesome and supportive. And you're right finally going to see that your boss does have aspects of being supportive. Yep. Start identifying it. You do. And I think we are, even, even when you're saying it, you're saying it, uh, but you really got to feel it. I always, I always, even with gratitude, it's like, say it, but anchor it. I always say, yeah, I, 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 I put my hand on my heart because I, I have to anchor the things that I feel that gratitude for. But it's uh, the same concept, though, because once I feel it, once I anchor it in, it's like I cannot help but wake up and go. This morning, prime example, I'm in there filling up my coffee and I turn the water on to fill up the coffee pot. And uh, I'm just thinking about how fortunate that I am to be able to have running water. Like we have running water, like that we we can literally let the water run and run and run, and we never run out of running water. And yes, people are watching. Like it's just that I think when you start, it's again focusing on what you have in life, focusing on the good, focusing what your boss is good at. You you can't help but see it all around you, and when that's all around you, you can't help but be positive and more optimistic and and smile at more people and just, you know, kind of laugh. Right? I just, I, I think when you were talking about early in your, um, oh yeah, your power of simple, uh, your, your, your course that you do. And, and that cannot be overestimated as far as the power of just a simple, to be able to get yourself to a point in your life where when you're walking down the hallway, you say hi and smile with somebody and you authentically mean it. Like it's, I mean, there is just such joy in being able to live that life. And so uh, it's the simple things like that, though. Just tell yourself. Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, sure. The hard part, though, is the negative aspects, right, usually happen with strong emotion, right? So it gets firmer, like we hold it firmer. It gets deeper embedded because it's the emotion, right? And it's on the positive side. It's hard for us to say, you know what? Like, I'm gonna manifest ten thousand dollars this month, right? And I want to sit in the space of the emotion of actually getting an extra ten thousand dollars this month. I don't know it, but I know the pain of being cheated on, right? So it's like those things because it happens. Like, well, all women are gonna cheat on, and I can hold it because of my body felt that pain. So it's getting the emotion up 
into a space where we can be like, yeah, I am like creating this, that new job, that perfect relationship and holding in feeling, right? Being, but we're so in our body with, no, you're not. Nobody's going to love you. You're not lovable. Right. You know, and it's such an interesting thing too that you say is, uh, you know, when we, when we talk about that negative emotion, we talk about, you know, the, the fear of something coming true. Oh, I'm going to get cheated on again. I'm going to, you know, I'll tell you this, a quick story. You know, my entire life, for whatever reason in my head, I thought I would have some kind of accident. Like I, I just was it, was, it was, it wasn't that I thought it, it was just that somebody back in the old days told me that if you walk in a handicapped parking spot, you, you could put yourself at risk of injury. So literally it shut the malls with like 20 handicapped parking spots and I'd walk clear all the way down because I didn't want this to happen. And, uh, and I did at that point, it'd be checkmate. I won, I wouldn't be able to deal with it. And, um, well, we know the story at this point and, and I'm here to say that like, yes, it's not fun, but the, the, the story that I told myself that even if it did happen was 20 X, a thousand X worse than the reality of it. It's, 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 it's just the life I'm living right now. And so you think about how many stories have you told yourself? And even if that reality, even if you did get cheated on again, was it really as bad as you thought it was going to be? And so it's, it's this mindset of like, yes, we have a negative bias towards things and we're going to repeat it. But then we even, well, we embellish a lot on what that is actually going to be. And at the end of the day, man, it, it really holds us back from living this, this thing we call life and this thing that's finite and this thing that's going to end at some point. So, man, get out and be brave and courageous and just go for it. Right. And the thing is, like you said, right, that fear of leaving Indiana and going, going back and facing that fear, but how exhilarating and how awesome, right, it has been. And when we do those things, and it's funny, right, because everybody says it, like, face your fear, right? Everything is on the other side of fear. And I think sometimes we get in the idea of like, it has to be this big thing. Sometimes it's just sending an email, right? Oh, like, yeah. that, right? Or just actually saying, hey, you know what? I have this new boundary. And in doing that, it creates so much more space because now like, oh, right, I can do hard things. Yeah, so so I always call it the ask. The, 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 the ask is a thing or as a way of getting kind of comfortable with being uncomfortable, you know, that old saying. And the ask is as simple as, hey, I'm at dinner, uh, we're all done, and you look to the waiter and say, any chance you all have any kind of free dessert? Now, chances are they're going to say no. Well, I mean, they're not going to give you anything. But it's most people would never get out of that, uh, get out of that comfort to ever even ask that. And then to get shut down is another big fear. And so, to your point, like it doesn't have to be this big elaborate, I'm going to go climb Mount Everest. It could be as simple as things of, you know, get to the, get, go for a flight and then get up to the counter and ask them if they have any first class tickets that they're willing to, you know, meet that you could sit up there. It's, it doesn't have to be so elaborate, but there's a million different ways to just put yourself into an area of really being uncomfortable and then feeling, getting comfortable with how that feels. And, and when you do that, Man, it's unbelievable what it does as far as really, really dampering down that fear uh, that goes on because you realize not that big of a deal to get turned down, denied, or or or, or have you know no said or something happen. Uh -huh. And then when they say yes, it's even 
it's even better. Right. Oh my God. Right. Holy heavens. Look at that. If I would have just, who would have thought if I would have just asked, right? What would have happened? Um, two, two years ago during around spring, I started going, um, to Home Depot and Lowe's and going to the plant department and grabbing a plant that had like maybe a brown leaf on it. And my intention was I'm going to come home with a free plant or a discounted plant, right? Like I'm going to manifest some plants for my house. But I had to, right, go up to the counter and be like, brown leaf discount, right? Discount because like it's this is just ugly. Like nobody's going to want this plant. ugly. Like is there a discount on this? And the amount of times people would be like, yeah, it is ugly. Just take it. Oh, it's about $2 because of the brown leaf. I would have never thought. And and how much potential is around? How how much potential is around us right now just because of all we have to do is ask? I mean, that just Mm -hmm. says it's it's asking the world. It's asking. It's telling the world. That that idea of what you've done for that brown leaf or that plant, it's it's exactly the way I kind of believe that life is. Like, if you want something, you got to at least ask for it. Maybe life doesn't deliver it to you, but uh, it, when it does, and if you keep if you keep asking hard enough, and you, I guarantee you this, if you would have gotten denied for that uh, that plan, if you would have been persuasive enough or figured or been persistent enough, you would eventually got the store manager to come or maybe somebody and give you a discount on that. Like, there's just ways... Because they might continue to, to to keep moving forward, but you gotta. I think you gotta be just really action oriented. I mean, you gotta you gotta be willing to put yourself out there, and you've got to be willing to step into some uncomfortable areas, and and you gotta be the one that to create that. You can't sit back and and hope the universe does it. You gotta be an active participant in it. Yeah, I was just gonna say that you have to you, you have to put in that inspired action. You can't. No one's gonna knock on my door and say, "Oh, I heard you were a coach." You want to come treat, right? right? Yeah, like I gotta do this stuff. Like I have to let myself be known, right? Yeah. That I'm that I'm here to do these things. But the more we do it, right, the more it shows up. And it's like when I work with people, and our mindset again can can get in that space of so many people are in the space of I don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't know what I don't know what I, and they stay in that loop. And can we change that loop into I'm open, just open to exploring, right? Instead of that, I don't know, I don't know, I just don't know, I can't figure it out. You're not yet, right? We gotta just flip it, just and even just I'm open. And I love saying this to people: I'm manifesting, figuring out what I'm manifesting. So great. Be in that space instead of ah man, I just don't know. Because now we're just closing, we're just closing on this supercomputer that we have. That literally, once we start realizing that we are the programmers of it, yeah. everything changes. The potential. I mean, and just just sit in that moment. Just just sit in that thought and realize how much how much potential is out there. And, and that's, I think, when you have that mindset of. Of what is my capability? What is my potential? What is what does it really look like in these seventy eight? Hopefully, these seventy, eighty, ninety years of life. Like, what is the, the potential for me to do? What is the potential impact that I could be on somebody else's life to make somebody else's life better? 
I mean, when you could just sit there and have that as a driving force, uh, you know, again, it's that one little mindset shift, that one little way of focusing and helping somebody else, and hopefully they help somebody else. Man, positive energy spreads. Uh, you just gotta keep. You gotta be loud with it, though. You do. You do. And it. it I don't want to say it sucks, but it just is what it is because we need the balance. It's just so easy to be negative and defeated, right? Because everybody, right? Like I keep using this example with people. I went to the grocery store and all they had in their poultry section were chicken thighs. And there was a woman that came up and looked, right? Like stared deeply into the chicken thing. It was like chicken thighs. There's only chicken thighs. Can you look? And like literally had like a long conversation about there only being chicken thighs. And looked at me and was like, could you believe there's only chicken thighs? I'm like, but there's still like, you didn't have to kill it. You know, like uh, there's, it's still chicken, right? Yeah. Like it, it's still the bird, not the piece of the bird, but it's still right there. And all you gotta yeah. do is pick it up. No need, right? But it's easier. And I, like, I said, I can't even imagine what your life is like, right? Like just that, but that's, I feel our society, that's just normal. And it's become this normal of everything is bad. Complain, complain. It's bad. Complain. And I like, I just look at people and I'm like, do you see this? You can do anything you want to do. Like you're holding a supercomputer. Yeah. What do you want to do? Yeah. Like just do it. And I point at people. I'm like, look, I, I, I don't even know what I do. I can't even really tell you. I know, oh, right? But it's like the way everything has fallen into place. Like I look at my life and I'm like, this is really me, right? Because I decided to say, I'm not going to live that life. I'm going to figure this out. And I'm going to really realize that freedom and the freedom to live is right, my riches. The financial riches are coming, right? But I want this. Like, I want to be able to have my time. And I'm telling you, it's, it's such the empowering part of that. You decided, like, it's you decided that this is what it's going to be. You didn't even know, and yet there was a blueprint. There was no, not even, you probably did your research. You probably put it together. But at the end of the day, you just decided. And then you start making little incremental, consistent changes. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's that daily, it's that daily consistency and just the fact that you decide to do it. And I think that's how it is. And I just know it how it is in our, in our lives. It's, it's, it's the same with an athlete here. You know, we, we have all these gifted athletes. They all do. They're, they're, they're all exceptional. Five-star recruits, the best, the best, but the very best, the very best quarterbacks to the very best uh, athletes across the board. They just do little things that they decide to do that are really challenging but they do that consistently over and over and over again. And, um, you know, and some, some of them don't always go on to pro pro level, but, but they become the best version of themselves. And they're, they, they become that person that, uh, is happy and joyful and still impacting people because of that intentional, deliberate, um, and decision to, to do it because it doesn't, you could all, you could ultimately live a great life, uh, a great life by just going through the motions. I think there's a, there's a lot of people that do and they have a very, very mm-hmm. happy life. But I think it's the ones that want to step out of that world and really, really uh, soak up 
what this life has to offer that has you have to make that deliberate choice because the norm will suck you in and there's nothing wrong with the norm but the reality is is there's just more and if you want that more and you want to be part of that more and you want uh to be exceptional you want to be that high performer and and turning over every stone to just see what this is all about and you just you gotta make that decision and uh and then they're in to, to, with your help and a lot of others there's a lot of people out there that are willing to um, help go on that journey with you and start navigating you with your um with, with your message and, and with what you want to do so i don't know i i just said this is this is a the, the world the older i get the more uh, i live uh, even though i have challenging physical limitations uh the the more passionate i become and the more you realize uh, what this world has to offer uh from from that deep feeling and and uh kind of compassion for for other people so uh man although i don't, I don't even know where i was going with that besides <laughs> it was perfect it was good yeah. it was perfect and it, it's really it's that like I, I, I think i said it earlier like i sit here right in this space and I'm like i'm doing it right like i'm doing it and the neat thing is like we live in you know one of these wooded communities and a lot of the houses around us are VRBOs, so there's really not a lot of people, like not a lot of neighbors, and golf clubs everywhere. And I joke, I'm like, am I retired? Did I retire? Like, I know I'm working. But I see, like, the retired folk that live here cruising around on their golf carts, and it's this interesting thing of, yeah, and we should all be able to live the life that we want to live, but we have to be willing to rewrite whatever story we were told right yeah. I mean, like i'm allowed to be the author i'm allowed to say and i'm going to come back to you say like you you moved on to a new timeline we're all allowed we don't have to nothing has to happen to us to move to a new timeline nope we just have to say i'm moving to a new timeline yeah and we and then that's it literally it's because the same same deal though like when i talk timeline timeline accident happens i'm on a whole different world but the truth is uh four months ago when we chose to come back to penn state that's a whole different timeline too like i Mm -hmm. I can't go back even if i would go back to the the previous university it's still different like that timeline does not exist anymore so so no that's that's it it doesn't have to happen to you it just has to be you you have to realize is that life only moves for time you cannot pause it it's either the 100 going so you know what? The the power lies within the fact of the change that happens to us that we don't want or the change that we're fearful of, but we jump into it and it causes stress. Doesn't matter. When we're able to accept that change and we actually put action behind it, we adapt to it and then we overcome it and we become this new version of who we who we were. And 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 ninety-nine percent of the time, hundred percent of the time, we want it to be a better version of that person that was on a different time. Doing maybe a little bit different thing, so yeah, it's a it's a neat little world to look at. But understanding that you know what, life is moving fast. I, I live off that uh, the moment, uh, the idea of memento mori. You know, memento mori. I don't think so. Uh, memento mori. I got to show. You. It's uh, an old Stoic um, term uh, uh, from Stoicism, and mo- memento mori is I have this little reminder, and it's a coin uh, that I. I carry around. Uh, Momentum Mort is simply the, the idea that uh, you're going to die. Like it's the reality. So 
I mean, I don't know if you could see it in there, but um, for all the viewers, it just says Momentum Morning has a skull on it. But it says uh, in here, it says, we can leave this life right now. Let, let that determine what you do and say and think in this moment. And so like this little coin reminds me that the next minute, the next day is not promised. So all I have is this present moment. So let's live it. Let's live it. Let's let's live it in and, and be excited about it as possible. Let's try to see the positive in anything. If it isn't a heavy negative thing, uh, a world, I mean, don't deny it, but don't sit there and dwell on it. Figure out how to put action behind it so that you could start getting into the to seeing some of the controllables to actually move the dial forward because um, momentum mooring, it's inevitable. Like this is going to, the, the one thing that you're, you, me, all your listeners have uh, in our lives. And, and, and my wife always jokes, she's like, man, that, that's so friggin' sad. Like what? Not sad. That, that we can't make it sad. We got to make this, this is reality because right now then it makes me live a better present. Every morning I wake up with that idea is oh, and before I get out of bed, my wife is laying there. I always look at her, and then my damn dog, who's the size of a horse, is <laughs> is there pushing you know his, his legs spread out. But but the idea is, is you know, a six year old boxer, God willing, he's going to have six more years. But the truth is, like he, there's a high chance I'll outlive him. And so so being able to have the present moment, knowing that life does not, it's not infinite. It, it allows you to sit in the in the present so heavy. And, uh, and and really embrace it, man. That yeah. that's that's it, man. That's that's where it is. Like that's where it is. <laughs> yeah, that realization, and it's really the beautiful thing. Like it is the only thing that we all have in common, right? And instead of being like, oh my goodness, use it, right? Like, yeah, who knows? Like earlier today, one of my sessions. I was talking to somebody and they said something about fear. And I was like, the earth could open up and swallow you whole right now. Yeah. Like, what are we waiting for? Like, we just got to do it. And the more we do it now, obviously we're going to be safe. Be careful out there. Right. But do the things, right? Like I, I just keep coming back to my life. Like I'm lo- I look at my life and I was literally raising money for a photography studio and a business coach reached out and said, I want to give you a month of business coaching. And Tom, five minutes into the session, he said, Joe, you're a coach. And I said, no, I'm not. He said, yeah, you are. And by the end of that call, I was like, I don't want to be a photographer anymore. I'm a, I'm a coach. Like yeah. he told us, right? And it was this scary thing. I'm like, what am I going to do? I that. I have, like and it was this flip right this complete like okay like i've been doing this but i know i gotta go, jump over here yeah. super scary right but in doing it it literally is like the universe said all right you're gonna take this risk and in doing it it following right the little voice inside or whatever it is it perfectly set me up for everything that we experienced from 2020 like True. I couldn't take a picture anymore. And the day that Philly went lockdown, I was officially a certified coach. The same fucking day. That's crazy. You know, wow. so it was just like, all right, here we go. And then, right, following through is just listening and doing the scary things, but having, bringing intention to it. 
And the more that we can do that, and for everyone that's listening, yeah, seriously, instead of saying today is going to suck, today's going to be great. It's going to flow with grace and ease. Plant that little seed, right? Like, why not? Why not? You know, plant the seed, and if it does give you friction, you know, embrace it. I, I had a great mentor uh, one time who has gone on. He's done literally everything, uh, but it was the big-time lawyer out of Indianapolis and um, tried some of the biggest uh, uh, cases, and then had the opportunity to become uh, the AD at Indiana, which is totally opposite. Like he had no clue, but again, the world of politics works pretty funny, but he got the yeah. opportunity. And so he's like, everything in me told me not to do it. And he's like, everybody told me not to do it. But he's like, every time I'd say yes to the thing I feared the most and had no idea, he's like, it was the most valuable. And so he spent 10 years there and became kind of a legend in, in, in the world because of the, or in the field of um, athletics because of what he was able to build and the success that he had. And so he left that to go back to being a lawyer and, and, uh, uh, and, and, and that kind of didn't really fill him. So he, he jumped in and now he's the CEO of the largest food bank throughout the United States. And he has no clue what that is, but everything. And he always said, the thing that tells me, no, the thing that makes me fearful the most, he's like, you just jump into it. Now he, now, now he doesn't have all success rates in there, but he said three of the failures, it's taught him the most. And so, He's like, I just know that, you know, in this, in this time, it's cool to be able to have all these different stories and do all these different uh, things that you've lived. And, you know, I, again, I think it comes back to one of the first original questions you, you asked about, you know, why come back to state college? It's, you know, it's, it was uncomfortable. As, as great as this may seem like superficially and, and, and all the different things that are happening, uh, man, it's still really, really scary because you have to create this whole entire environment. And I was, well, both my wife and I, extremely comfortable. And so being able to get out there and I just think about, man, I hope I live 80 years old, be awesome. At the end of it, like, that's the story I want to sit back and go, remember when we moved to state college and how hard that was or or how much fun we had? I just think we need to maximize our life and do as many things as we can because it's all about the experience. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Tom, this awesome so awesome um thank you for taking the time to hang out to chat um about all the things i'll put your links in the show notes but where can people find everything about your program how can they register yeah absolutely it's that is there give me a link on uh, all my social media accounts more strength one at gmail.com uh it has everything in there and it'll it'll lay out so we'll open registration here in about a I, I don't know when this will air, but we're going to be doing it about mid-December, and uh, we'll have registration start. We're going to get enrolled in the beginning of the beginning of the uh, 2024 season, and uh, it's going to be going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a, it's going to be a great time, and man, I look forward to, to continue these conversations because this is it's such great stuff. Yes, awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing what you do, for being here, for everyone that's listening. Find all of Tom's links in the show notes. Go give him a follow. And we kind of talked about this in the DMs. Tom might show up on one of my lives as well to chat about some things in the future. So be on the lookout, be on the lookout for that. Um, and thank you all for being here. I'll see you tomorrow.